This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Jeremy Siegel. Jeremy was a CFO of a 130 employee, $20 million business by age 25. Before age 30, he started, built and sold his first business. Now Jeremy owns a niche auto dealership where he's organically grown 200K social followers and imported over 250 classic Japanese sports cars. Jeremy also has a podcast called Why Influence where he interviews influencers about their why. He hopes to inspire the sharing of introverted knowledge and wisdom to raise the collective consciousness level of the human race. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, for sure, thanks for having me. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about how you got to the 2019 You some of kind of your business experiences and what led you to uh, start your podcast. Sure. Um, so basically, uh, I've always aspired to be an entrepreneur and uh, my path to become an entrepreneur, uh, the way that I saw it as a when I was younger was to be a CFO of a company because a CFO had the skill set. Uh, that I saw was necessary to be a successful entrepreneur at the time. You know, went down the path of doing the accounting, finance, and, and school, did information system in grad school, uh, started out at a big four accounting firm, and was going down that path. And I, I noticed that the big four accounting firm wasn't really getting the skill set that I wanted for my entrepreneurial skills or even the CFO skills. Uh, so I left there and started doing, uh, started at a very small niche uh, consulting company only five employees and they implemented cloud accounting software for companies that outgrew, outgrew uh, QuickBooks. Um, so I did a project there where I implemented a cloud accounting software for a company that did about $40 million a year in revenue and we streamlined their accounting department from seven people down to one. And so I got a lot of experience really fast working in a small fast-paced environment and that opened up the doors for me to get a job offer to be a CFO of a company. Uh, so when I was 25, I took on the role of being a CFO of, like you said, a 20 million dollar, 130 employee medical practice at seven locations and I had direct reports. And I learned a lot there. And what that did for me is that let me unlock my permission to be an entrepreneur. So prior to that, you know, as far as, that's my career. So prior to that, I had started and done random entrepreneurial ventures. I mean, I did everything down to back in kindergarten. I had sold erasers to kids for a nickel in middle school, I sold uh, stuff off the shelves of Walmart uh, and I would, when I would sell stuff on, online I would have my parents drive me to Walmart I'd buy it and send it out so I just always had this entrepreneurial mindset um, and then even before being a CFO I, I started a e-commerce business that got up to about 3500 a month in sales and then my partner started going through some personal issues we had to stop that business and then I built another business with another friend where we got um, 10,000 sales in our first month making these Halloween masks and then we started going to comic conventions and getting into Halloween stores with these masks 
Um, but I never saw myself as an entrepreneur. I never unlocked that for me. So it wasn't until I was a, a CFO of a company. And then once I left there, I was like, okay, I give myself permission to be an entrepreneur now. And, and then that's when I started an e-commerce business where I sold uh, drone accessories online. It was back when the DJI Phantom original came out. We were selling accessories for that, making FPV kits and selling them on Amazon and built a brand around that. And over two years, we built this business and then we sold it off to someone. And after selling the business, we uh, dumped that money. I've got a business partner and we dumped the money into a car dealership because um, at the time we sort of stumbled on it, but there's a 25 year exemption rule in the US. So when a car is 25 years old, it's exempt from emissions and safety requirements. And a popular car called the Nissan Skyline uh, became eligible for import. So we actually imported the first Skyline into the country across the Canadian border at midnight, August 1st, 2014. And just stumbled on this while flipping the car, we decided, decided like, let's just make a website and publish an article. And we got a bunch of attention. So we just sort of, you know, from there sold that car, bought a couple from Japan, dumped the money from the business we sold into it, and then started a car dealership where we're importing cars from Japan. And that's what we have still today. Um, I'm about five years into that. Uh, we grew from the ground up and we've got about 180, 200,000 social followers at this point. And then, uh, you know, similar to the giving myself permission thing related to being an entrepreneur, uh, that's a similar thing happened to me for having a voice. Uh, like for my car dealership, I was always behind the scenes. When we started it, uh, a, news, a news company, ABC Action News, came up to us and said, we want to do a piece on you. And I got a friend to actually come and be the face of the business because I didn't want to be on camera. Anytime I was in pictures or videos in our media, I would edit myself out or find ways to edit myself out. And if I couldn't, I just wouldn't use the content, which actually you know made it harder to tell stories and and to build a brand because I'm always hiding behind the camera. Uh, and that's still the case with the car dealership. I'm, I'm not really there. Uh, and that's what that's the premise of the podcast is to try to, I, I realized that I've got all this wisdom and knowledge around entrepreneurship. I started going to mastermind groups and really helping other entrepreneurs level up their mindsets. And I saw that I started having this value. Um, and I, I feel like that a lot of other people have this value. A lot of my friends are some of the most brilliant people I've ever met and they're not sharing online or sharing in larger ways to make an impact. And so my podcast is more of a passion project, but I want to inspire people who don't share to start sharing with the people that do share to share on a larger level so that we can get more knowledge out there. No, that's awesome. And I think uh, everyone has a story to tell and everybody has knowledge. Even you may not like the limelight or be around people. I think it's important to kind of um, take the first step I know we met at the you know podcast movement and I was actually in a session where you you know went up and, and spoke. And I think you have to, as an individual, as an entrepreneur, as someone in 2019 building their brand, eventually if you want to reach you know higher levels, you need to somewhat be in front of the limelight or share your story in one way or another. Yeah, and actually in that session, um, that was my first time on stage like that, uh, you know, on stage with that large of an audience and people watching it's on camera so I was super nervous when I got off my hands are shaking you know, I, I prior to two months ago I launched my podcast two months ago I'm about 18 episodes in uh, but prior to that I never had an Instagram I never very very rarely ever posted on Facebook I posted on Facebook maybe six months prior uh, to launching my podcast and my post had one comment from a friend I hadn't talked to in several years saying dang this guy's still on Facebook 
So like I was very much off social media and off just having any kind of impact with, you know, all the knowledge and wisdom that I've gotten. So I've really been pushing myself to get uncomfortable and going on stage was, was definitely a big moment for me during that uh, podcast movement. Yeah, I agree. And I think in terms of, uh, you know, business success or any kind of uh discovery it's often times of kind of turmoil or tension where good ideas or companies or something you know positive is is born but taking that kind of first step and getting past it i think is uh, the hardest thing to do right i agree so what motivates you to succeed so i've put, been putting a lot of thought in that into that lately and you know it, it sounds like i'm like super successful financially because of my journey that i've taken and that maybe that's been my driving factor but it really hasn't i mean when i got out of college i got my you know nice corporate job and then my next job after that i took a twenty thousand dollar pay cut uh, to get the opportunities that i wanted and then the next job after that i took another twenty five thousand dollar pay cut so i was actually making enough money to just barely exist, uh, if not maybe losing a little bit of money, and I was working full-time uh, to get the experience that I wanted. And so as I drilled more into my why, I realized that I care more about having an impact than, than being money-driven. And then when I look at my businesses, like I was passionate, I have passion for the process of building businesses, and I have a passion for the impact that the business has. Like the mask business, it made people happy. Um, I actually had someone come up to me at a Comic-Con who uh, said that one of his friends bought a mask for me the year prior and uh, he loved it so much he kept it in the glove box of his car. And one day his friend was in a car accident and there's nobody around as late at night. And so this, this kid, he actually went to his glove box, grabbed the mask and tied it around his arm where he was just bleeding a lot. And he, the mask actually kept him alive long enough for the ambulance to come and, and to take him to the hospital. It's just crazy the unintended consequences that come from someone who has so much passion about this mask that the mask actually ended up saving this guy's life. And that was a really powerful moment for me because it just you know made him happy and it also saved his life. So that's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, like the drone business, when I had that e-commerce business, I was trying to make life simpler. I was trying to make, it's really complicated to be able to see the footage while you flew it. And one of our biggest products was an FPV kit. It was a first person view kit. It was a monitor that let you see the footage while you flew it. And that was very hard to do in the early days. You had to be, you had to do a lot of research, assemble a lot of components. And it just wasn't very user-friendly. So I'm just trying to make people, people's lives easier. And then the car dealership, um, and I've got tons of, customer testimonial videos about how happy these people are to have their dream cars and be able to have them here in the US. And you know that was really motivating for me in the early days. And actually, in the more recent times, because it's not as much of an early entrant into that marketplace, I've been struggling a little bit with my motivation related to the car dealership. So I'm actually working on doing a, a pivot there to re reinstate the, the passion for me because you know, the, I'm still bringing cars in, but it feels like it's become more to just sustain the business and sustain a base total of income for me, where, whereas I'd rather have a little bit more of a purpose behind that. Um, and then the podcast, of course, there's, there's no money driving factors for that. It's just purely uh, passion focused. No, it's great. I think uh, 
changing at a certain time of your career and discovering either being a passion or giving back or leaving legacy and not necessarily chasing money because I think if you you know follow your passion or try to leave a legacy and add value eventually that's going to build a better brand and a, you know make the right connections over solely driven by bunny solely driven about making connections just to up in terms of a you know financial deal or something like that if you're genuinely adding a value and I try to do that through social I've tried to do that the last maybe two three years go heavily on it reach out to people see even smaller businesses because I've tend to work with fortune 500s and six seven figure you know marketing spends but you know give smaller businesses startups just free advice have a call a half hour and it's been coming after the fact in terms of this person didn't have to do this but they sat down and added value so i think uh, that's really important yeah i definitely agree with that so what's one weakness you may have had in the past that you've kind of uh, reinvented changed and now use it as a strength yeah so i sort of brought it up a little bit earlier uh with, but it was giving myself permission or the lack of giving myself permission i think that that's been something i discovered for myself that has held me back like you know, I never became an entrepreneur because uh, I uh, needed to be a CFO of a company. But where would I be today if I was allowing myself to be an entrepreneur back when I was in elementary school selling stuff on eBay or Yahoo Auctions or in you know high school or college when I was buying and flipping things or you know, when I was making these masks. I mean, just every business venture that I did, I just did on a small level because I never gave myself permission to go big with it. And I had this mental block saying, you know, I, I can't really be an entrepreneur unless I'm a CFO because that's just, that's just what I set for myself. And it's, it's a similar thing for, you know, more recent change for me, which is giving myself permission to have a voice. Um, I mean, I, when I first met my wife at the time, a girlfriend, uh, she actually gave me a check to join Toastmasters when we first met just because I didn't talk a lot and I wasn't the best at articulating. Um, and Toastmasters is like a nonprofit to help you get better at public speaking. And it took me four years to cash that check. I kept, kept that check until I cashed it for the purpose of what it was intended for. And it took me four years to cash that. And then uh, I did Toastmasters for about a year and a half to two years before starting my podcast. Um, it's just sort of the journey that it took to give myself permission to have a voice and give my, giving myself permission to have uh, to be an entrepreneur. I think that if you have one takeaway from this interview is just, I think that that's something that you can apply to your world. Like, what are you not giving yourself permission for today that you want to be or that you, you want to become? Because, you know, that's something that if you gave yourself permission to be that or do that today, how would your world change? I think that's pretty powerful for some people. No, I agree. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of people go through life and not get to that point, you know, live their lives, you know, kind of in the shadows or be scared of something. But I mean, the worst thing that can happen is get a no or you get some kind of rejection or you learn from the experience, but you'll never know if you don't actually try or make some kind of effort. Yeah, I agree. So what's one piece of advice you can leave with the audience, either personal or professional? I was going to use the give yourself permission, but I feel like I talked a lot about that. So um, I would say to find your why. I think that that's something that a lot of people are missing out on. You know, the, a lot of people don't really understand what their why is, and you can't really push through uncomfortable situations, and you, you, you can't really do things that 
are out of your comfort zone if you don't have the motivation for it. And to, to have the maximum amount of motivation, it's to have a very clear why for why you're doing it, why you're passionate about it, why you want to do that thing. And people have asked me, you know, good ways to explore that because most people try to tackle that on their own. And I don't think that that's the best way to do that. Uh, you should either get a family member or a friend to help you explore it and just make it a point to sit down and have the person explore your why, just constantly ask you questions to dig into your why and find your purpose. Um, but a, another good thing, if you don't know anybody, or if you want someone who's really articulate and, and can help you maybe a little bit better with it, is to find someone who is a copywriter or someone who's good at copywriting because those people have a way with words. And if you sit down with someone who's a copywriter and you, you make it a point that you're here as a coach, coaching an extraction session and they're gonna sit here and drill into your why and, and extract it out and then document that and articulate it down for you. I think that that's uh, really important no matter what it is that you're doing. No, I agree. And I think that's important for an individual. And I think that's important to have a kind of a, a clear focus and you know what you're about and what you're doing something. And in terms of a lot of the times, different startup pitches, company pitches, oftentimes when you look down into it, the person or the startup may not necessarily know what it's even about or what they're passionate about. So figuring out kind of a concise story or focus is really important. Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, my podcast is called Why Influence because I always questioned why should you influence? And I, so I, what I do is I interview influencers about their why and I deep dive into it and find out what what's their driving factor and why is it that they're an unstoppable uh, movement maker or why, why is their motivation so strong for what they're doing? And it's because they have some kind of why. And a lot of times they may not know, but I, I like to drill into that and then share that with people so that, um, you know, that can help inspire other people. No, I agree. I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you or anything else you may have going on? Yeah, the best way to find me would be to go to my podcast website, which is whyinfluence.com, W-H-Y-influence.com. Um, that's the best way to find me there. You can follow the socials or, or listen to the podcast or shoot me an email through there or send me a private message through the social media associated to it. Um, and if you want to learn more about uh, my car dealership or uh, anything else, um, there's a link to my LinkedIn and it shows the name. My, my car dealership is called Montu Motors and I'd be happy to uh, you know, talk with any anybody or just bounce ideas off of anyone if they think that I can help them figure anything out. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.